Hello, and welcome to AI Curious. My name is Jeff Wilser. I'm a journalist, I'm a human, and I'm curious about AI. Today's episode is a bit of an experiment in both format and contents. Instead of our usual long-form Q&A, today we're gonna to look at trends and predictions in AI for 2024. I've curated 10 predictions from a kind of a bevy of AI prediction articles, and there are links to all those in the show notes. And essentially, this is kind of my little cold, greatest hits version of those AI predictions with some of my own thoughts and editorializing. And the second twist, my co-host for this episode is AI, or rather AI-generated voices to read excerpts from some of these articles. There are a million kind of AI-fueled text-to-voice tools, and today we are making good use of that. So let's jump right into it. Prediction number one, courtesy of The Economist. Generative AI will go mainstream in 2024. So on the one hand, honestly, I first thought this prediction was kind of weak sauce and a bit obvious. Like, dude, didn't it already go mainstream in 2023? Except not really. The economist point is that 2023 was a year of experimentation and dabbling, but next year, corporations and big brands will be rolling out the tools and features that literally billions of people will use. Here is my new AI friends reading from The Economist. As the experimental phase winds down, firms are planning to deploy generative AI on a larger scale. That could mean using it to summarize recordings of meetings or supercharging research and development. A survey by KPMG, an audit firm, found that four-fifths of firms said they plan to increase their investment in it by over 50% by the middle of 2024. So yeah, not gonna lie, that voice sounds a bit uh, tinny and robotic and not yet human-like. Um, so, still has a way to go. The Economist also notes the importance of new products and integration into stuff we already use and how that could kind of lead to more legit widespread adoption. More AI products will hit the market. In late 2023, Microsoft rolled out an AI chatbot to assist users of its productivity software, such as Word and Excel. It launched the same thing for its Windows operating system. Google will follow suit, injecting AI into Google Docs and Sheets. Yeah, and I think that gets to the heart of it, that a lot of the AI generation is still kind of by tinkers and dabblers, once it gets like fully baked into tools we're already using, um, if you are not already sick of AI, you definitely will be next year. Okay, prediction two from Price Waterhouse Cooper, the accounting firm. Gen I will redefine the work of leaders as much as employees. Here's our next AI friend to read the analysis from PwC. No one yet knows the long-term impact of AI on overall employment, and 2024 will still be too soon for definitive answers. But AI will start to change how almost everyone, especially those at the highest levels, does their jobs. Whether in the C-suite or on the shop floor, people who know how to use AI will outcompete those who don't. 
Okay, thank you, George. Uh, yes, each little AI bot has a cute little name that apparently is George, a distinguished British gentleman. And uh, that's hilarious. The thing, the word that this AI bot stumbled over the most was actually AI. It couldn't quite handle that one. It was like, but AI will start to... Anyway, getting back to substance here. Um, honestly, I'm a little lukewarm on this prediction. I'm going to kind of give it a false um, yes, sure. I do think that it's smart for business leaders to get up to speed on AI, to leverage it. At some point, it'll be negligent not to do so. But this prediction is that AI will, quote, redefine, unquote, the role of leaders. And that strikes me as too hypey. That's the kind of vague promise that leads to AI backlash. So I think it's a little frothy. Prediction three from Axios. AI is going to get mobile. This is written by Axios's Ryan Heath and Megan Marone. More AI tools will run on mobile phones, transforming our relationships and hobbies as much as business. Yeah, I totally agree with this. Um, Axios notes that Google's new AI tool, Gemini, will also soon come on what they call a nano version that's designed for the phone. I think it's inevitable that AI gets baked into our phones and you will not be without it, whether you like it or not. Prediction four from Yahoo Finance. AI will impact everything in healthcare. Now they note some use cases that we've talked about before on this show, like advanced data analysis and drug discovery. And that's already saving lives. It's already in use. It will grow. I totally agree with that. I, I am personally excited about AI impact on healthcare and drug discovery. But they also note some stuff that I hadn't thought of at all, kind of some back-end, almost accounting stuff. And it might be that these kind of dry-sounding use cases are even as impactful. Quoting Kevin Zhang, a partner at the VC firm Upfront Ventures, Yahoo Finance goes on to say, It's very boring, but AI will do very well with things like contract management, specifically contracts between insurance companies and doctors. You'd think that was a core capability of insurance companies, yet all they have are documents and PDFs floating around everywhere. AI will help with reimbursement and payment. And yes, that is super boring. It's very boring. But also it's the kind of stuff, <laughs> it's kind of stuff that matters in business, right? Prediction five from TechCrunch. Very simply, Apple jumps in. This time, let's hear from our AI friend, Sydney, reading from TechCrunch. Apple has an established pattern of waiting, watching and learning from other companies' failures, then blowing in with a refined and polished take that puts others to shame. The timing is right for Apple to do this in AI, not just because if it waits too long, its competition may eat up the market, but because the tech is ripe for their kind of improvement. Yeah, I totally agree. This feels like a slam dunk. Apple, for as long as I can remember, they are never first, but they kind of bide their time. They tinker, they iterate, they annoy people by, by waiting for a while. Then they ultimately deliver a product that even though the features are kind of similar to what others have on paper, in practice blows everyone out of the water with some smooth interface or pleasing design or whatever. It seems like a lock. Apple will do the same thing with AI in some capacity. Prediction six from VentureBeats. 
convergence of data modalities and multimodal models. <laughs> okay, let's do that one more time because it's a shit ton of buzzwords. Convergence of data modalities and multimodal models. So a lot of buzzwords, but I also think there's truth to it. It's basically means a jumble of text and image and video and sound all rolled into one. So let's hear from Sydney again. In 2024, the convergence of data modalities, text, images, audio, into multimodal models will redefine AI capabilities. So basically, instead of having a text-to-text -text type chat, um, text and videos chat, text and photos and chat. My favorite example of this is you can take a photo of what's in your fridge and we're not going to disclose in this podcast what's in my fridge. I don't have the, um, yeah, we're not that transparent here on this show, but let's imagine you have healthy ingredients in the fridge and upload that photo to ChatGPT and say, hey, give me some recipes for healthy lunch options based on what's in my fridge. And it will actually do that. Prediction seven from the blog of NVIDIA, arguably one of the biggest players, certainly most profitable player in the AI space. Their prediction is that AI is set to become the new space race. NVIDIA's AI experts, Ian Buck explains, now to clarify, this is not actually Ian speaking, but one of our AI pals. AI is set to become the new space race with every country looking to create its own center of excellence for driving significant advances in research and science and improving GDP. Ian goes on to say that government-funded generative AI centers of excellence will boost countries' economic growth by creating new jobs and building stronger university programs to create the next generation of scientists researchers and engineers. I'm kind of of two minds with this one. Yes, on the one hand, it's certainly true that nations are scrambling for AI supremacy. A US versus China showdown feels inevitable. But I'm also kind of digging this one a bit. <laughs> and it's kind of a nitpick. But I think it's strange that NVIDIA didn't mention the one variable where AI could be really super important to nations, and that's the military. Like AI and AI-injected weapons might fundamentally change how wars are fought. It's all already being used in Ukraine, and we will definitely be covering this in a future episode. And now for the final three predictions, I will make a few of my own. I am throwing away the other roundups and turning off my targeting system and kind of shooting from the hip. Prediction eight, the rise of AI agents. So I don't think this will go fully mainstream in 2024, but I think we'll see a lot more experimentation with letting AI actually do stuff for you as opposed to just answering your, your chats. Um, as one prior guest on this show has said, uh, he looks at, he considers agents as kind of like the arms of AI, right? If, if right now we just have things like um, the voice and even face with deep fakes, 
um, agents would let you do things like book airfare or send email or kiss your partner goodnight. Um, hopefully one of those three is not true. Uh, but yes, I think, and I know there are millions of startups kind of racing to do this and it's going to get, if not fully mainstream, um, we'll see a lot more of it next year. Prediction nine, AI tools will become more mainstream, yes, but also consolidated and integrated into brands that we already know and trust or at least kind of trust. Now, this is a little bit duplicative of our first prediction about AI going mainstream in kind of a bigger way. But my, my main point here is we'll see a consolidation. We'll see a pruning, a winnowing. Because right now, it's kind of a mess, frankly. We're a bit in the wild, wild west of AI tools. There's just a bajillion startups that all raced into the space and started cranking out tools, frankly, <laughs> in a gold rush for that sweet, juicy VC money, right? There's a million AI voice generators, AI video editors, AI customized chatbots, chat, AI customized chatbots, not chatbots, although I'm sure there are startups working on that, and AI companions. It's frankly really freaking hard to tell what's legit and what's vaporware. For example, to be very concrete, even for this episode of this podcast, when I Googled best AI voice generator, I got a ton of responses and there's very little way to figure out which one's the gold standard. For what it's worth, for this episode, I am using Speechify, but again, that was kind of at random and mostly based on their SEO. So tip of the hat to you, Speechify's SEO team, you got me. So that's my prediction here, that within a year, there will be a great winnowing of these tools. Most of the startups will go bust and there will be a few obvious winners or perhaps they'll be integrated into the Googles, Metas, Apples, and Amazons of the world. And finally, I would love to end things on a cheerful note, but, but I will not be dishonest with you. So prediction 10, deep fakes, deep fakes, more deep fakes, and a dark and fucking terrifying 2024 election. Yes, I just went there. Um, it felt an appropriate place for an F-bomb because it's going to get rough. As we've talked about a few times on the pod already, it is now super easy for people to create deep fakes. My only surprise is it hasn't been weaponized more yet. I think we will see so much more misinformation next year. I think there will be a, I'm not, I'm not really a doomsdayer. I'm not really one that's like predicting, you know, calamities. I'm not really calamity Jeff, but, but I think that it's only a matter of time before someone uses these super easy to use tools to do some really dark and toxic stuff that destabilizes our already fragile cultural discourse even further. We are already super polarized. People tend to kind of hate the other side already. People kind of read the news sources they like 
and kind of ignore other news sources. They don't. You throw this nuclear grenade. That's a bad metaphor. I don't think grenades are yet nuclear into the mix and it's going to be bleak. And we have very soon we'll be having uh, an episode um, focused on the election in particular. Anyway, um, it'll be grim. (laughs) All right. On that cheery note, Happy New Year, everyone. I am very thankful for all the listeners. Uh, Thankful for you. This is the last couple months have mostly been a learning curve, an experiment for me. The pod is growing and will grow soon in some exciting ways. I can't wait to show you guys more on that in the near future. But until then, thanks again for listening. Please subscribe. Please rate it five stars. Please share. We're also on YouTube. So feel free to leave a comment um, on YouTube uh, about what you like, what you hate, what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of. You can find me at Jeff Wilser on Twitter, X, and all the usual places. Thanks again. See you next time. Happy New Year. It's very boring.